All right, everybody, we are going to uh, just kind of do a news and notes episode, just take a look at some news from around the organization. It's been like a week or so since we've done anything that's currently happening with the Tigers. So we're going to take a look at that, talk about free agency as it's moved on, how that this current signings affect the Tigers market, all that kind of stuff. Just, yeah, news and notes show today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday. That's what day it is. Uh, November 30th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. I'm going to make that space in between when I say including and YouTube larger and larger until we just have a whole show where I'm just not saying anything and then end the show with YouTube. We'll get there eventually. Okay, so as stated in the cold open, going to kind of just do a news and notes show today. Uh, going to talk about some of the news that's been happening around the organization. There's nothing earth shattering or groundbreaking or really anything we didn't already kind of insinuate or know, but there is definitely some news we need to talk about. So we will do that. And then at the very end, we'll also take a look at some moves that have been made already by some teams and how that affects the Tigers market, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So for starters, uh, very right off the bat here, want to talk about the fact that we haven't done anything yet and how little that means, okay? There's like a a portion of this fan base that is freaking out about how we haven't made any moves and is like, look, I understand the frustration and the impatience part of it. I get paid to talk about this team every single day. I, more than anybody, want something to happen, <laughs> okay? But that it, this doesn't mean anything. Like, th- th- there's, uh, oh my, you know, we haven't made a move. Everyone's, you know, we're asleep at the wheel. Like, everybody's going out there and making a ton of moves, and we're just sitting back and doing nothing, and we're going to be terrible for the next decade again. Like, th- Like, we need to take a deep breath. Okay, we need to take a deep, deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. Um, I know the last two off seasons have been weird. They have been uh, abnormal in the sense we had a lockout and then we had the pandemic and they, like they haven't been normal off seasons. So I know it's been a while since we've had like a relatively normal off season, but this is like how it goes. This is how it works. Okay, that, like. There are, is never a ton of moves before winter meetings, ever, uh, like ever. <laughs> Those are always very few and far between. And then all the, the big trades and the big signings of the offseason, especially in the last decade, have been happening later and later and later in the offseason. Like that's just how, that's just how it works. Um, so I, I want to just kind of get rid of that theory as a whole, as best as we can here and like the the theory that oh we we haven't done anything yet so that means that it's going to be a really quiet winter for us or that uh, we're not going to do anything or that other teams have like an upper hand like no that, 
That's uh, this is just how it works. This is just how a normal baseball offseason works. And winter meetings are next week. And trust me, I am again more than anybody. I cannot wait to get to winter meetings, and I cannot wait to 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 have all the rumors swirling around and flying around and and talking about overreacting to rumors and talking about moves, you know, small moves that happen and what those mean. I can't wait to overreact to rumors with you. I truly can't, but, uh, us not doing anything before December 1st is not indicative at all on like the effort level or like the, the, not even effort level, but like the activity that will be the the activity level. What am I trying to say? It will have zero effect on how active we are this off season. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So I just want to get that theory out of the way and to the wayside. And we're not talking about it anymore. And it was, it's ridiculous. Okay. Moves will happen. I'm not saying we're going to be the most active team. I'm not saying we're going to go get Aaron judge. But, like, we're not rolling into camp with this roster, I promise. Um, Okay, next up, I want to talk about – let's talk about the big fella, okay? As you're listening to this, it's probably been two days since the news broke that Miguel Cabrera pretty much all but officially made – well, probably officially announced that 2023 would be his final season in the major leagues as a player. Um, We're not going to do like the Ode to Miguel Cabrera episode when he still has literally an entire season left. I mean, we will do the farewell tour next year. We absolutely will. You will have plenty of – Farewell tour Miguel Cabrera content at your disposal next season. But uh, we're, we're not going to do that today. That just seems silly to me. Like he has a whole calendar year left with the organization. I, I think it's kind of weird for me to just be like, oh, like let's talk about all of his greatest moments or whatever. When we'll do that a, a ton next season. And obviously when the season ends, we'll, we'll have a whole ode to him. So yeah, not going to do like the, the farewell tour stuff today. But uh, and really – another reason is just we're confirming what we already pretty much knew. Like we all, we all knew and and he confirmed it and that's great. And that really is helpful to everybody. And and now we all know for sure, but like we all, we all knew that 2023 was going to be his last year. And he's talked about it before as well. Now, the other thing in the statement and the comments that he made, he talked about wanting to stay around the game of baseball. That's awesome. Great. I am all for Miguel Cabrera staying around the Tigers organization, being a a coach, a mentor, whatever. Okay. The players all seem to love and respect the heck out of him. I don't see any downside to it. Um, I do think that he shouldn't just, and this isn't really like a conversation because I, like, I think it's going to happen. I'm just stating something. Uh, I don't think we should just like make him hitting coach right away. All right. Like, I, I don't think that, he should just retire and immediately be uh, uh, in a coaching position that has, I don't want to say a lot of responsibility because that's not it. I don't really care how much responsibility he has, but you know, I, I don't want to make him like a, a like bench coach immediately or something. You know what I mean? Like second in command to the manager or like head of hitting or something. And I don't think they will. Like I said, I, that's not a worry for me, but 
um, yeah, you know, like there, there are a lot of mentors and, and people around this organization and you see Alan Trammell. I know he has kind of a weird role in the front office too, but you see him out there on the field taking ground balls and, and, and helping players out there all the time. And uh, th- there's a lot of that. I mean, we have uh, it's not like an old boys club where like, it's all just the, you know, former tigers and we only hire within and whatnot, but uh, it, it definitely is cool to see just a lot of former Detroit Tigers in and around the organization. Often, you know, K-Line for his entire life was uh, in and around the Tigers organization. Willie Horton still is. Uh, Alan Trammell we talked about is. Like, Gibby is. Like, that counts for sure. Like, there's there's just the, – and even before Gibby was in the broadcast booth, he was in the dugout for this team when he was younger. Like, it, it, it's really cool, and I am very much pro Miguel Cabrera having a, a similar type of, I don't know if role is the right word, but a, a similar uh, presence within the Detroit Tigers organization. All for it, and I hope they do that. I can't imagine they won't. Um, and, yeah, we'll see what kind of route he takes. I don't get the impression that he is looking for, like, front office stuff. I get more of the impression that it's, that it's like on the field, you know, helping mentor players, like when it comes to actually playing than it is, you know, like making actual decisions or anything, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. That's just the vibe I got in the comments that he made, but uh, who knows? So I, I I am very pro him sticking around. I think he will stick around and uh, it'll be uh, the next chapter of Miguel Cabrera's life will uh will hopefully and i think will be part of the detroit tigers organization still so kind of a cool thing to hear uh that that he still wants to be around the organization even after he's done playing okay let's get into uh some other news and notes from around the organization we got some player news to talk about as well we will get into that right after i tell y'all about our friends over at simply safe did you know that over the holidays property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally well that's why our friends over at simply safe home security are offering 50 percent off of their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season order your simply safe system for half off today and enjoy the advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season i love it because it's named the best home security system of 2022 by the u.s news and world report for the third year in a row They also have an emergency 24-7 professional monitoring agent that uses fast protect technology exclusive from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify when a threat is real so you can get the priority police response. Simply Safe is a whole home security system. They have advanced sensors in every room, window and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion and alert you only when a threat is real and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. It's the top. You can also get the top-rated Simply Safe apps. You can stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access to your camera, etc. You can do everything from your pocket. And that's just another reason why Simply Safe is the best out there. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. You can get 50% off of any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash lockdown MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Second segment of Locked on Tigers. So just talking about. 
I don't want to say the same phrase 70 million times. Uh, we're talking about things that have happened around the organization over the last few days that uh, we haven't had time to talk about or that haven't been urgent enough to really bring up. Yesterday, as you're listening to this, Jamer Candelario officially signs a one-year deal with the Washington Nationals. Uh, that makes it officially official that he will not be back in an old English D in 2023. Um, we already kind of did our goodbye to Jamer when we non-tendered him and talked about his career and whatnot, so we won't do that again. Uh, however, I, I, it's a one-year deal, $5 million guaranteed, $1 million in incentives. I, I like this deal for both sides. And I, I really like it for the Nationals. The Nationals are a rebuilding team. And I'm, I'm, uh, Jamer obviously really, really struggled at the plate and really struggled offensively in 2022. But I think that like he's still – in next season, he will be two years removed from like tying the league lead in doubles in a full season. Like he, he that, that's not – that far removed from a, a really productive and good, you know, all, just under 800 OPS hitter. Um, and if they can, if he returns the form, the Nationals then are able to flip him at the deadline if they want, or they're able to extend him hopefully for a little bit cheaper on their end if, if uh, because they he's already on the team and they got to him first or whatnot. So I, I really like the move for the Nationals and I like the move for Jamer. I, I think that, Change of scenery will be good. Uh, new perspective on things from different coaches and such. That should help. And also just very little pressure. And I don't mean that in like an insulting way of like, oh, the Nationals are so bad. Like there's no pressure. Like we we haven't gone 500 in six years. Like, uh, you know, they're not saying that there's a ton of pressure to perform, I guess, this year. I don't know. I, I, I just, I think that, this year was supposed to be the year that the, the turns tabled, right? That the tides turned for the Detroit Tigers and that they started playing productive ball again and that they started playing competitive baseball again. And that obviously did not happen. And I think a lot of players were pressing and trying to do too much. Javi has talked about how he was trying to do too much early on in the season. Uh, it would not surprise me if that came out about a lot of players. And that was one of the reasons for a lot of the struggles. And I just think a complete fresh start for a team that has zero expectations, right? The Tigers, say what you will about them, it's accurate. But the Tigers even have higher expectations than the expectations for the Nats next season. So I, I think that it's it's good it's good for everybody. Good for everybody involved. It's It's decent money. Uh, it is worth noting that there have been a couple of beat writers that have reported that the Detroit Tigers made an offer to Jamer that was less than what he would have gotten in arbitration. And that number will never be disclosed publicly, I would imagine. We'll never know what that number is, but we know that it was less than what he would have gotten in ARB. And him and his team just decided they'd rather play the open market and, and five mil guaranteed six mil total is still that guaranteed total is still less than he would have gotten in arbitration, but it's not dramatically less. And so I'd imagine that the Tigers offer was probably less than 
that five or six million dollar range for one season. So yeah, wish him nothing but the best. And what I really can't wait for, and this is heavy sarcasm, I cannot wait for him to hit like two homers in the first week of the season and have everybody blowing up my my mentions and the comments in my shows talking about how the Tigers suck and Jamer's amazing and we let him go and it's a complete disaster and we should all be ashamed and it's the worst move anybody's ever made ever to not re-sign him and how embarrassing it is to be a fan of this team when he hits like two homers in April. I can't wait for that, truly. And I look forward to it every day. I look every single person that used to be a Tiger, if they do anything remotely decent, it's LOL Tigers, wow, pain, this sucks, haha. And I can't wait for it to happen again. I can't wait. Uh, talking about the performance that I think we can expect out of Jamer next season, it really wouldn't shock me if he put together a decent year. Again, like it, over his last three years, it's been weird. He had 2022, which was really, really bad. 2021, which was really good. And then 2020, which was good in like 40 games. And so it, it's weird to know, because then before 2020, there was like, not very much good really for years leading up to it. It was uh it was a slow progression and, and he didn't really break out until then. So uh, it's, it's, it's weird to know what you're going to get out of him, but it wouldn't shock me if he put together an OPS in like the low seven hundreds, maybe even creeps up into the mid seven hundreds, puts together a decent season. Um, I don't know what we're going to do at third base. We did a whole episode talking about the future of the third base position and whatnot. Uh, who knows what, what is going to come out of the Tigers' third base position, but um, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world if Jamer was like slightly better or around whatever production we get out of third base, given like taking a look at the market and knowing what's out there and what we have at our disposal to replace him with. Um, yeah, I, I just I want to prepare people. Like that doesn't mean that it's the wrong decision either. Like it's still a dude. He has one year of control left and then he would have been a free agent after next season anyway. Like, it's it's not it's not that black and white. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I wish him nothing but the best. I, I wish all of, really, our former players, like, the best. I don't really care if it makes us look stupid in the long run. Like, they used to play for my favorite team. Like, I, I, I want to support them onward and upward. So, best of luck to Jamer. And, uh, yeah, newest member of the Washington Nationals. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about some minor league signings that the Tigers made, and then we'll get into just the free agent market as a whole. We will do that right after this. All right, welcome back. Third and final segment here of Locked on Tigers. So uh, we are talking about just some news that we have to catch up on around the Tigers organization. Um, The Tigers did go out and I say go out like it was some like big thing. They re-signed some minor league free agents that uh, they had either outrighted or had non-tendered in the last couple of weeks. So uh, Brennan Davis is back on a minor league deal. Uh, Jermaine Palacios is back on a minor league deal. Miguel Diaz is back on a minor league deal. And Michael Papirski our friend that we learned how to do pronounce his name on air is back on a minor league deal. Um, none of these 
players are on the 40-man roster. This is strictly minor league depth. Uh, this is this makes sense. We don't need to spend too much time on this, but especially like Papirski, that was a guy that that's why you went out and claimed him, right? Like that's why you went out and put a waiver claim on on him so that you could remove him from the 40-man but then still keep him. And you have to remember the 40-man as it stands right now has several people that will immediately go back to the 60-day IL uh, when spring training starts and the IL is is open back up to, to baseball teams. So um, I don't know why I said baseball teams. Two teams, we were insinuating baseball. Um, so like people like Mize and like Scooble, et cetera, are going to get put right back on the 60-day, and you're going to have 40-man roster spots open up immediately again when the season starts. So, uh, yeah, I'm not saying that those guys are necessarily going to be those players, but as the season goes on, more injuries are going to happen. You're going to have more people you can take off the 40-man and whatnot. So, yeah, go out and get your guys. Make sure that you can uh, keep them. And even if it's not on the 40-man roster, you kept them in the organization. Uh, Miguel Diaz has had some major league experience for the Tigers over the last couple of seasons, but uh, has been pretty solid in AAA. We've actually talked about him before in the offseason, so we don't need to do a huge deep dive on him either. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with all of it. Like, this is – I don't know how people find a way to be frustrated about everything. There's people that are like, oh, my goodness. We're – like, everybody else is signing, you know, Jose Abreu got signed today and the Tigers re-signed minor leaguers. Like, that's not how it works. It's not – off seasons are not linear for like all 30 teams. Like that's not how any of this works. So um, yeah, totally fine with it. This is like not something anyone should be upset about. And uh, yeah, minor league depth is needed and you need to fill rosters across a ton of teams in your organization. So there you go. I think that's it. Uh, let's talk about some of the, the signings that have happened and we'll talk about how they might affect the Detroit Tigers organization and just like their game plan or whatever for free agency. Mike Clevenger was signed a one-year deal to the Chicago White Sox. This was a like super under the radar candidate for some teams to go out. And I think the White Sox is a good fit at the end of the day. And I don't think the Tigers were a very good fit. I know that, you know, he has like the long hair and the funky wind up and people like him. Uh, I, I don't he, – he had a really, like, poor year. Like, he really struggled this season, and it's also coming off of injury. I don't know. I, I think the Tigers are in the business of getting guaranteed innings more so than, like, taking flyers on players. And I am totally fine with us not going out and getting Mike Clevenger. He's not a division rival. We'll see what happens. We'll face him a couple of times this season. But uh, based on what we saw out of him last year, I'm not going to lose sleep over the Tigers missing out on him. And that doesn't really change the starting pitching market too much. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, former Tiger Jose Urania signed with the Colorado Rockies. Uh, that's fine. He actually had like a somewhat okay year last year, which I know is frustrating for a lot of people because of how much he struggled with the Tigers as well. But like, whatever, sure. That isn't, I don't think we were ever in on Jose Urania either. Tyler Anderson is an interesting one. He signed with the Angels, a three-year deal. Um, I think that I don't expect Tyler Anderson to ever repeat what he did for the Dodgers this past season in 2022. Um, but I do think that this is still a good value signing for the Angels. I really like this deal. And I, I like what the Angels are doing, man. I, I really do. I think that this is a – they have the hard part, like, 
checked off. The, the, the hard part is getting that elite top end, like all perennial all-star MVP caliber players on your team. They have like multiple, they have several of those when healthy, but the players around those players have been like replacement level at best, if not negative win players. So like they just have no help. And so I really like what they've been doing. They made a couple of trades. I like Tyler Anderson. I, I think, again, while he's, I don't expect him to ever repeat what he did this past season, I think that that's a really good middle-of-the-rotation arm for a team that now has a lot of lefties. And that's the one of the reasons why I bring this up as well. I, it would not shock me if the Angels were shopping one of their like lower-end-in-the-rotation left-handed starters and would, we're looking for bats. And I know they've already traded some of their pitching um, in the uh, in one of the trades they made. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, Renfro on a Renfro, that was who it was. Um, so I I know that they, they've already gotten rid of some of their pitching depth in that deal, but it really wouldn't shock me if they, they have a ton of lefties. They could roll out five lefties next season if they wanted to. Like they they're in a position to do that. That's how many left-handed starters they have that are that are at that level. So uh, it, it really wouldn't shock me at all. That's like kind of a under the radar thing. I think we should all keep an eye out for it. I don't think the Tigers are really in the business of adding a left-handed starter and especially not for the cost of a bat. <laughs> the Tigers are certainly not in a position where they should be trading bats for anything. Uh, you, we should be getting a, as many bats as we can and holding on to them. So I'm not sure it really affects us. But definitely a storing line that that I think is kind of under the radar and and I think we very much could see before the end of the year. Um, what else has happened? We obviously already talked about Jamer. Oh, I, we should probably, yeah, we, we can talk about Carlos Santana and Jose Abreu, first baseman market. I know that we talked in yesterday's show about how the Tigers were going to get some sort of plan B option for first base. Like I said on yesterday's show, that does not include like people that only play first base. I I would be pretty shocked if they got like a solidified everyday first baseman. Like, like obviously we didn't get a Bray or Santana because they already signed, but like Josh Bell or like Brandon Bell or like Yuli Gurriel, like that would, I think they they are in the business of getting players that if Torque doesn't work out, then we can go to this person. And if Torque does work out, then this person can be effective in place somewhere else as well. It isn't just like twiddling his thumb, sitting on the bench all season if Torque ends up hitting. So I, I think they're looking for someone with more versatility to take that role. Uh, Jose Abreu to the Astros, I, I mean – what else do we even have to say? The Astros are are ridiculous. They they're insane, and they won't stop, and they shouldn't stop. And that's what good teams do. They are already it's November, and they are already sending a message to all of baseball, like, "Hey, it's World Series or bust again." People, like, listen the heck up. Like, we're we're not going anywhere, and we are going to actively try and continue and get even better than we already are. Uh, yeah, insane. Abreu was what two years removed from an MVP season. He didn't deserve it, by the way. Jay Ram deserved the 2020 shortened season MVP, but he did technically win MVP, and uh, now he's on the Astros. 36 years old, three year deal. 
kind of long, I guess, but also a first baseman. I guess you're assuming some longevity there because of first base, but I guess we know firsthand that that's not always the case. I don't know. I like it, though. The Astros will figure it out. That's a, that's They're really, really good. Carlos Santana, the Pirates, on a one-year deal. Um, I mean, sure, the Pirates are in deep rebuild mode. Um, yeah, fine. Uh, he's, he can be a really cool mentor. Uh, he has... In his prime, man, there were very few players in baseball that walked more than Carlos Santana. What a dog. I loved watching him take at-bats. I hated playing against Cleveland when he was with that organization just because of how insanely annoying his at-bats were. But nothing but respect, for real. That's a, that's a, that's a pro, and I think for such a young team like Pittsburgh, that makes a lot of sense. So um, I think besides that, like Anthony Rizzo, that extension happened a while ago, and that's kind of it. I don't think any of these have really directly affected the Tigers or that any of these have been, oh, we saw, you know, this person's off the board. I really wanted him or the Tigers were really in on him. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think that's it. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. If you're next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Yeah. I think that is it. I'm keep trying to think if there's anything else, but I think that is everything. I know it, w- it wasn't a super uh, an episode with a lot of like stuff you didn't already know or a lot of like new, you know, brand new exciting takes or news or anything. Um, but I still feel like it's in, it's important to address everything that has been happening around baseball and around the league. And now we're all caught up, and we're all caught up just in time for winter meetings. Uh, we'll probably have a mailbag show relatively soon. I don't think it'll be tomorrow, but maybe by the end of the week, maybe we have a mailbag show before winter meetings. Maybe Friday's show is a mailbag episode. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, I'll you know tweet out and you can put in the comments of tomorrow's episode questions and whatnot. And yeah, we ball. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers. I already did that. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. And I'll catch you all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.